0: in as I tune in to myself I would like to reflect one year ago the journey that we embarked on and we now are one year post-op and a transformation journey that has profoundly changed our lives and I would like to celebrate that and honor the journey that we have become to embrace and as we embrace change how can we celebrate this in this moment I would like to say thank you I would like to say wow what a journey and I would like to say that after 25 years it's like a whole new world and a paradigm shift, and a new mind, a new heart, a new body. And as we come to you from the cat cave, our crazy cat lady, myself here, Harley Cat, I have my ride or die Joker cat, and we bring in some remix and reflection with Riddle the Cat. So as we launch this podcast, it's like a little baby pod cat, and we are playing pod catters. And as we learn this new life that we're in, thank you. Thank you. Welcome. Let's get this party started. I am swiveling in my swifty swivel chair (laughs) saddling up here in Texas on embarking in this journey. I know we got like only how many minutes? 80 minutes? 80 minutes to play podcatters today as uh, football is launching and I know that you're in the touchdown swivel chair right there, coach. And Joker Cat has been the coach of this journey. He was the one that really kind of Ooh, how are we gonna <laughs> how are we gonna get the outtakes? We should be filming this, have cat cams on them as they run around in the cat cave. So Coach Joker Cat, you were the one that really kind of called in on hey, time out. You know, we can't keep playing this game that we're playing. And how did I end up in the in the doctor's office? How what what took the joker cat to say time out uh
1: well it was a picture that you took of me well of us but i was looking at the picture of me um back in may of 22 and we had gone to celebrate your birthday and took a picture and i saw the picture and couldn't believe what i was seeing when I when i looked at it um it's a hard realization when you look at something and don't recognize the person that you see in the picture and that's where i got i got to the point that i didn't recognize the person that was looking back at me anymore
0: and i was right there with you but in my reflection i knew that no matter what shapes size embodiment i was that mm-hmm. i was embraced by you so I didn't know or have
1: that awareness of needing to change well and I never told you you needed to change it's not something that I can that that that's not something that you can tell somebody else and and make it make it so yes if we were still that couple physically I wouldn't love you any less than I do right now and you wouldn't love me any less It wasn't about what you saw or what you see. It was about what I saw and what I see. And? And I was having um, dysmorphia, which we'll talk about eventually. I was having uh, denial. I could not believe that the mirror was showing what I was looking at. And I reached a point that I was... It was a soul-grabbing fear of not seeing my next birthday or very many after that if I did it was a reaching a point of no longer living life I was existing and trying to get by and that becomes when you recognize that it's a very humbling experience. I don't know how else to to really describe that, but people that have recognized it will understand what I'm saying. And I'm not just talking about weight loss or physical appearance. It's just that general, that's a generalization.
0: Radical acceptance. Yeah.
1: When you specifically notice that there's a problem with whatever the situation is, and you have that awareness happen, it's very difficult to, it's one of those things where when you see it, you can't unsee it. Yes. And I saw it in that picture.
0: And I didn't see that in that, when that picture was taken in May of 2022. I love the celebration of the birthday. I love that my birthday is very quantum of a rebirth birthday in many different ways. Mm -hmm. And to hear that reflection, thank you for having that awareness and that radical acceptance, and I celebrate that with you. That was a huge acceptance and awareness. And I didn't have that until a day or two ago when we are birthing this podcast, What somebody suggested was we need the receipts. Like we need to show that picture. We can't just hide behind a facade, that we need the truth. And I needed that picture to prove to myself for some reason. And I scrolled back and I found that picture. And when I saw that picture, it clicked in my brain, in my heart, everything. And I finally got to where you were before. But now I'm here in the present moment, 2024. We've already had a whole year of transformation and I'm just now to the point going, Oh, wow. Not only did the change happen, there was multiple changes to even get to the surgery, to even get to that awareness of 2022. And how that same picture is what popped my brain too, to say, if we didn't make that change, if Joker didn't say enough is enough. The only reason why Harley got on the Harley was because the surgeon said 70% divorce rate. And I was like, I'm jumping on this. I'm going forward. Then he said no. And that rejection was like, watch me. Let me prove you wrong. I'm getting on that because I'm not being left behind. Because I knew at that point when you were already making the change to say, hey, let's go in. I need some guidance how did it even get from the birthday to the surgeon's office?
1: Well, I mean, in actuality, it it, it didn't click, in, in my opinion, it didn't click like that for you at that moment. And that was perfectly fine. It has to click at different times for different people. It, 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 it clicks when it's supposed to click. For me, I had reached a point that I physically did not want to do anything. And when I say anything, you know you were there. I didn't want to do anything. If I could sit down, I was sitting down. That's what I was doing. And the more I sat down, the more my body decided, well, I don't want to get up anymore. I don't want to walk. I don't want to move. It hurts. Mentally, physically, emotionally, it hurts. And it's like touching the stove. You touch the stove, it's hot. You touch it again, it makes no sense. Because now you've learned, hey, that hurts. It's hot. So I reached a point that, well, I don't want to burn, so I'm not going to move. I don't want to hurt, so I'm not going to move.
0: What made you want to stand up? What made you no longer want to... That's
1: the point. I didn't want to stand up.
0: Yeah, but then there was something that you said, I'm standing up.
1: I reached a point that I literally, physically couldn't stand up. Okay. I reached a point that my physical well-being had been compromised so much that I was on medication that made my feet swell to a point that I couldn't stand up. I couldn't walk. I couldn't move. And in between the tears, trying to get 10 feet from the bedroom to the restroom, I decided that I had to do something to change it. I stopped the medication without permission or guidance of any kind. I decided that I knew that that medication was no longer a a benefit for me. It had never been a benefit, but it was now a hindrance. So Mm -hmm. I stopped the medication and I decided that if I'm going to stop the medication, I'm gonna have to do something to change the need for the medication. Otherwise, my body's gonna fail the rest of the way. It had become a primal fear of my body completely giving up and telling me, well, you gave up on me, so I gave up on you.
0: I was there, but I wasn't there. So I didn't even see that in your eyes until I saw the picture that took me back there. Mm-hmm. and I believe that I have a different lens because of love that is the only not like you know I didn't have that catalyst of change that catalyst of
1: no I got to the. I got really good at hiding it. yeah and I got so good at hiding it that I hid it from myself
0: but everybody else saw it I mean we couldn't hide I mean we just found out that you could hide today
1: everybody else saw <laughs> the physical size.
0: Yeah. I mean we i mean everybody there's saw. No <laughs> I mean, there's no way I could hide that. I mean there no way I could hide that. We were like but but.
1: <laughs> nobody else saw the the physical pain, the emotional pain. Right. The mental pain. They 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 say that the, the heavier you are physically the more the brain backfires or or doesn't want to work as well. Okay. And I didn't realize it until I changed the diet. I embraced the change of the physical. And I'm having to learn to embrace the mental and emotional changes, too. Yes. Changes that will always be present now. Right. Totally present. But I had gotten to a point that I was able to hide the emotional and physical wear and tear that it was that it was having on me
0: so what flipped the switch to dial the number or google or how where did we go to even find oh it was because we were treating all of the disease of the response to your gastric immune systems, I don't know how else to say it, but your whole upsets, because of all the medication you were on. My
1: digestive system was failing. Yeah. My endocrine system was failing. Mm-hmm. My kidneys were stressed. Mm-hmm. All these different systems were failing. mm it, there's There's no other way of saying that.
0: Yeah. And I was in the car. I remember being in the parking lot and you went upstairs to a doctor to diagnose some of the digestion and do some investigation work. And I think I really pumped out, distracted. I was scrolling. I was on social media. I was smoking. I was out in the parking lot. Didn't even go into your doctor's appointment. I think I was so in, I think it was what is even further than denial like where you just absolutely distract disassociate
1: disassociation is yeah farther like rather than denial
0: yeah so i think i was in that land um i
1: reached that point too i disassociated with the whole situation of how i was and how i had gotten there and it became um self-loathing and um self-sabotage and well it is what it is Mm -hmm. it is how it is Mm -hmm. it's always going to be how it is yes so give me another pill give me another lotion give me another powder whatever whatever they give you for for all of these different diseases right which is what they are
0: and I think it all goes back to the diet, because we were destroying ourselves with our diet, okay. which was causing the disease, which then caused the other D, 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 D Ds. Oh, you know, whatever, the disassociation, distractions. I mean, it just kind of splinters off into death is where we were facing. I mean, just to sum it up.
1: That, that's, that's, what I, that's, where I, that's what I was afraid of. And it had become a daily fear of not waking up. And the beginning of it was not even so much me and my thought process for my own health and wellness. It was, I'm telling the person that I love more than anything that they're not as important to me as the bad choices that I'm making and I didn't want to lay that burden on you. And the more that thought process happened, the worse it actually got because that just cemented the fear of not being around.
0: So I really accept that and I hear you in that and I honor that and everybody around us has been echoing kudos as they see us going through this transformation like wow you know this is incredible this transformation has been a complete metamorphosis and was not going to make a change you know we were worried and i'm hearing that now an echo from back then but i wasn't even able to hear it see it i didn't feel it and i'm very like i feel things
1: That's why you disassociate.
0: I guess, yeah.
1: And when I say you, I don't mean you and just you. I mean in general, a person. That's why a person will disassociate because they don't want to deal with whatever the reality is. They don't want to hear it, see it, feel it, experience it. And I had become disassociated with life. I was going through the motions, but I was addicted to bad choices. Not just what I was taking in, but what I was putting out. I wasn't putting out any type of effort to make that change. I had become complacent in the fact that I was always going to be way out of control. They would give me another pill to curb the other symptoms that came along. Because it was just one symptom after another. It was a slow process, but it became faster. And other just, people can tell you, you need to make a change. Yeah. All day long. And and they have the best of intentions. Mm-hmm. But the change won't work. It won't stick until you see what's being said for yourself. Yeah. I've spent 42 years on this planet and thirty. Plus of them, let's just say that. I've struggled with the bad choices and the, the ups and downs of the physical weight. And the. you made a comment the other day that really hit. And it said, you know, it's not necessarily that you have a problem saying no. It's you have a problem when you say yes.
0: Yeah, there is a sacred lesson I love of sacred yes and sacred no. Mm-hmm. And there's a secret in there. There's, mm-hmm. a, there's a morsel of wisdom.
1: Absolutely. And I got to a point that I could say no.
0: Yeah.
1: And I've been told that in the past by different people. For example, you get a package of cookies. And you have one or two. I'm saying no to the other ten that are in that package. And I can say no to that nine times out of ten. Or 99 out of 100.
0: Yeah, let's hand me the tablet there.
1: But when I finally say, you know what, I've been good, I'm going to treat myself. Right. And I'm going to go ahead and have what I want. Then all 12 ended up gone. Right. And then the next time it's the same thing. Oh, well, you know, I've I've been good. So I can go ahead and say yes to this choice or that choice that I know are bad for me. But then I get to a point that I can't. I, I have to justify, it. and that's where I had that's where I had reached. I had to reach. A, I reached a point that I was justifying my choices, and every every day was another bad choice that I had to justify.
0: You're speaking my language. You know, I cost justify mm-hmm. everything. I mean, that had that it either adds up
1: or it doesn't. Yeah. It
0: either makes sense or it doesn't.
1: And it reached a point that it didn't make sense for me anymore.
0: Yeah so that's how we and then that doctor in the parking lot when i'm sitting there you know caffeinated smoking you know
1: well that doctor was uh digestion yes the the gastroenterologist
0: and he introduced us to bariatric how how did did, that
1: he he suggested that i give um bariatric doctor a call that a lot of my GI issues were probably related to directly to the excess weight and the strain that I was putting on my body, on my digestive system, and he gave me the card for the bariatric doctor and I'm not sure that the card even made it to the parking lot. I might have put it in my wallet, I don't know, it's been a long time ago. So
0: W- that's um, how the introduction happened right. we got a card
1: but it was out of sight out of mind okay i mean i think that we got in the car and went to lunch like it <laughs> yeah was not, it was not a a conversation that started. well there
0: there was a huge fear block in there yeah. You, you denied yourself bariatric for so many opportunities because of a fear from a family member
1: not that, surviving. Right. She, she had bariatric surgery way back when, when it first became a, a thing, um, that it was a lot less safe at that point. And they had a um, surgical error. They stapled her colon and she didn't find out until it was too late. She didn't survive. Um, So there is
0: complications. There There is complications
1: and and that one even though it was a distant relative that I didn't know all that well it still hit way too close to home and it was a justification not to do
0: of 2023 we're in the bariatric office and we got some numbers that day on the scale that were like wow those were like the highest numbers we don't even yeah so they were tipping the scales that i thought i would never see
1: mm-hmm. i kept telling myself oh, i'll never see that i'll yeah. never see that that number i'll never see i i won't let it get that far yeah and every five or ten pounds well it won't go any higher, so it'll be okay. And I wouldn't step on the scale.
0: And there was times that we had scales that couldn't even tell us what the scales would be, even if we wanted to step on the scale.
1: 99% of the ones that we had wouldn't hold me. Yeah. And, but that made it easier. Yeah. Well, I don't have a scale that'll show the number, so, you know, I don't have to, I don't have to see. I don't have to see. It doesn't have to be in my face, because I don't have one that'll hold me. And I'm not going to go to the doctor every time I yeah. turn around to just to see what everybody's been saying.
0: And I was I was so high on caffeine and sugar and cigarettes when I was in the bariatric in August of 2023. I think I even had uh, a delivery of donuts before departing. And when I delivered donuts, there's only us. You weren't eating them because the diabetic counts were so high. You were denying yourself, but you would still eat them. But I had them delivered and Riddler cat doesn't really eat donuts. He'd have maybe one or two and you'd have maybe one or two donuts were not your thing, but I would eat the rest of the dozen and then a few extra on the side. So, I mean, I was like, oh, we're going to the bariatric surgery. We're going all the way up there. That's about 45 minutes. Let me get some donuts. Let me get some coffee. Let me have a smoke. This is going to be a great little adventure with you. Again, hardly Right there
1: is the, the key word in that statement, though, is adventure. Yeah. It had reached a point that our adventures were solely and completely based around food intake.
0: Oh, i i'm really i yeah i was a full-blown foodie is what i would say
1: and it's okay to be a foodie
0: but it was more than that
1: but it had become an unhealthy obsession oh it's Our an obsession were solely yeah. based on food yeah i'm where are told- we gonna go to dinner where are we gonna go to lunch if we go somewhere and stay overnight where are we gonna have breakfast
0: oh yes and it's all
1: based around food because physical activities were very limited as far as what you were able to do more than, than I could. But based on that, it was, well, what can we do that he can actually accomplish? Where can we go that he can actually physically handle?
0: Yes, and it even, even the selection of the food adventures was limited do they have chairs? Do they have accessibility? Like there was
1: yep. constantly having to go into a restaurant and ask for a table because mm-hmm. a booth wasn't going to cut it.
0: Right. And then we would, and then the new delivery options
1: and the new delivery options. yep, yeah, yep. Yeah.
0: And then we have to cost justify the delivery so then we would go let's just splurge a little while we're having it delivered right. that's the Taurus in me right
1: right if you're gonna go we go all the way go big or go home i'm always extra the problem with that is i went so big i could barely get in my home
0: yeah 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 we had we did have <sighs> and also limitations in transportation with vehicle selections no. and travel and it limited us in embracing vacations with family and friends for accommodations because we couldn't sleep on flat beds. We had to have beds that would accommodate the weight because, I mean, you put both of us in a bed. There's been times that we've broken beds, and it wasn't from all the all the fun ways of breaking a bed. Right. <laughs> it was just due to gravity. It was due, yeah, gravity
1: was uh, not on our side.
0: Yeah, I always say gravity is my nemesis, one of them. But, yes, yeah, so... We're in there, August, we made it there. Believe it or not, we are alive and kicking, we see some numbers, Um, we meet the bariatric surgeon, genuinely impressed. It was very straightforward, very educational, gave me what I needed to know to make some decisions for you. Because I was then doing research to cost justify it, knowing the fear factors of the family member from the past, knowing what your lab work and the other issues were, and then it was freaking me out to be like, oh, I'm going to give you the keys to have a surgeon on my hubby when nobody else will touch him with a 10-foot pole because of all of these numbers, mm-hmm. but you're willing to do it? Okay, I what's up, doc?
1: But in that statement, yeah. you got to look at a couple of things. One of the biggest is there's fear in that statement, right? Oh, a lot of fear. And, and you know that I had a lot of fear, and, and, and I used it as an excuse not to do it, too. Right. For a long time. But when we went to the surgeon and talked to him and, and got the okay to move forward with this, it was based on the fact that I was more afraid of what would happen if I didn't do it. Then what would happen if I did? Okay. And it had to get to that point for me.
0: Yeah. So you you were already there. And then he, the doc flipped the script on me. Like totally flipped me.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you went in not expecting he was going to say anything to you.
0: No, I was like over here. I team sh- support. I was team support. And then he just started Talking some talk that like, whoo! It made me pucker up, and I didn't like it. He was talking divorce rates of seventy percent. He was talking about.
1: Now, when he was talking divorce rates, we'll just put this out there so people that are listening don't <laughs> think that that's just the way it is, and right, there's no. But yeah. You know, salvaging. Thank it. you. It was based full disclosure. On, I yeah. It was based, It's not based just on, well, one person got skinny and the other one's not, and, and now they're uh, shallow human beings. It's more one person has such a genuine and profound, complete change that has to happen, and the other spouse doesn't understand the change that has to be made.
0: Oh, and there's lots of change. And they
1: don't know how to support the change that has to be made. Whether it's one spouse is skinny and the other one is struggling, whether they're both struggling, whatever the case, it's more about the person having the surgery has a complete life change. It's not a diet. It's not a fad. It's a complete, drastic, and permanent change. It cannot be undone. They cannot go back in and go, oh, well, we'll just undo this for you. Once it's done, it's done.
0: Yeah, it's permanent.
1: It's permanent. And you're making your new life decisions based on your new capacity.
0: I'm going to throw a curveball here in you yeah, because you're so on point and, you, and you're doing amazing. What, like, if we didn't decide together and we have to get to the decisions that we had to make to even get the doctor to say yes... But if we didn't make that wholesome decision back then, do you think we would still be here today with this podcast? Yeah, either or.
1: It's hard to say. I had reached a point that physically I was afraid I wasn't going to be here. I was feeling my body failing.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, I really think I see that awareness now.
1: From a standpoint of union, probably.
0: It would have just been. He's
1: awfully strong and has gone through a hell of a lot worse than one person deciding to change and the other one not being on board. Yeah. But I,
0: I don't know if our bodies would know. have held out. I yeah.
1: Don't, All right.
0: Let's go back there to the 20 August office. Um, so when we had to make the decision for yes or no with the doctor and he flipped it on me. After I was already on alert now with this union question, he was like, well, you are a candidate, and I do couples, and you could go on this journey together. And I did not want to feel left out, so I was, like, inquiring more. Okay. And he did say that I met the parameters based on my numbers, which hey, I didn't care what my numbers were. I was not having I was in denial of any of the physical issues. Um, But then he said, oh, never mind. I'm not going to do you because you smoke cigarettes.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And the fact that he was telling me no really kind of flipped that switch in my mind from 25 the f- years
1: I learned that you don't bother telling me no because it's not going to happen. It was. In fact, if I want to get you to do something, I'll tell you, no, you can't do it.
0: And that's what he did. Mm-hmm. No, exactly what you he did. Yeah, you can't do it. If well, he
1: you, told you no because of the changes that have to be made.
0: That's true.
1: If you had made, if he had done the surgery and you had not made the changes to quit smoking, you might not still be here.
0: Yeah. Now I've quit before for other surgeries. You know, I've But you
1: never had anything tell you that you couldn't ever do it again.
0: Yes, it was a finale. It was a this is done, science heal deliver never doing it again because of the consequences. The new stomach. Yeah, the new can pouch
1: well primarily it will create ulcers inside the new pouch but the way the pouch is done there are ulcers that he can't get to he has to open everything back up which can lead to complications that are fatal yes and so you had a hard decision to make for yourself saying well i got to give up on an old friend that has seen me through all of the ups and downs for 35 plus years or whatever it was, Mm -hmm. 30 plus years. Mm -hmm. And I'm never allowed to revisit that. Mm -hmm. I'm never allowed to say hello to that old friend ever again.
0: Yeah. There were some other decisions too. So he gave us a list like he was like, you have to quit this, 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 this. I mean, it was a whole list. And then he says, then if you want to do it through insurance and or self pay, this is the payment options. And so not only did you have to, you know, make decisions based on financials you had and that are, you know, pretty hefty financial substantial substantial. Okay? And then you had to also do the permanent decisions of the yeses and the noes. Because there was yeses that had to be added. So then it was like, not only do you have to quit this, you have to add and change this permanently. Making protein a priority. Sip, sip, I'm having protein right now as we're podcasting. Mm-hmm. You know, and then he also was making other decisions. And then you had a timeline that we had to adhere to. If we were going to have the surgeries, we had to have everything in a row. We had to do classes. We had to do psychiatric evaluations. We had to do lab work. Essentially,
1: we we had to audition to see if we were worthy of having that surgery
0: and that yeah that's definitely a good way of doing that seeing it that it wasn't
1: based on are we worthy to ourselves it was based on do these other people deem us worth
0: they did have to grant us but looking back at it i'm glad that they paused us to reflect and make yes. those decisions yes. because I am too. as a mental health patient and that I am glad that we did some psychiatric evaluation Mm -hmm. because like I share with the bariatric surgeon now, I feel like the stomach was a brain surgery or the brain surgery was a stomach surgery because there is some kind of brain Mm -hmm. stomach.
1: It's amazing the connection that those have, isn't it?
0: It blows my mind. So I'm glad that we did go through some of that audition. Mm -hmm. I'm glad that we did choose that we are worthy enough to make that choice mm-hmm. because
1: and i'm glad that they they do that screening for i mean i think that's pretty much what it is is a is a screening but i'm glad they do do that because it's a again it's a complete life change mentally physically emotionally it the changes. We are not the same people today that we were a year and a half ago, or a year ago, right before the surgery.
0: Yeah, complete metamorphosis. No, and that
1: that not phys- just physically. I mean, you know, we definitely are obviously physically very different than we were a year ago. Yeah. Um, but mentally and emotionally too.
0: Oh, definitely.
1: And if they didn't do those screenings, there's people that wouldn't be as prepared that their uh, success rate would not be nearly as, as drastic.
0: Yes, and we did have to jump through a lot of hoops and a lot of those hoops gave us high flight and reflection, but it really took us developing some truly profound insights and resources that we have been creating as this journey goes on because there was so many disconnects along the way as well
1: it forced us to have to really sit with the idea and it forced it to be a completely conscious not walking into it blind in any way shape or form decision yeah and still, over the last year, we've been hit with out of the blue things that have come up that, you know, we, we didn't expect.
0: Yes. And we are going to go through each of some of those to shed those mm-hmm. stories, yep. to share those stories, to, you know, allow some of our lessons and insights to inspire others' success.
1: Yeah, hopefully that people can take some little nuggets of what we're, what we're doing here and have it help them make it, their journey just a little bit easier because it is not an easy process. It is not have weight loss surgery and everything will just happen. You'll have no effort, you'll have no, it's just a magic thing that you won't even have to put any effort in. It,
0: it's just it just happened yes and it is not that yes and so as we were making this cost justification deciding the decisions you know going through this audition of scheduling appointments zooming in here driving here doing this um. We had a core group, a community that really was helping us, but we really kept it close to our heart. We really had like a circle of trust around us. We had our circle of trust that was giving us bariatric insights, helping us do research, um, you know. Yeah,
1: we chose to, well, I guess I chose more than we, but you just, you kind of agreed and went along with it. Um, we chose to keep it very, play it very close to the vest. Um, not really tell anybody that it was done or or uh, what we were doing or what we had done. Um, and it wasn't until, what, Halloween of 23? Mm. Pictures. really any pictures were allowed to surface of...
0: I snuck a few out there, and people started saying things, and then.
1: Well, unfortunately. Then the cat got out of the bag. Questioning if there was <laughs> sickness or uh, something like that, because it was such a dramatic and, and rapid change. Yes, yeah, so we had to let um, the cat so out of the bag. We did have to tell some people so that they weren't sending the cavalry to rescue. Um,
0: and then we got to share and call out too about letting the cat out of the bag to some of the profound people in our lives you know grandfather that you know papa that was at the wedding many moons ago was their, yeah, sister's wedding and you know really concerned about us and getting to call and saying hey we did this and you were a huge inspiration in this journey you know um getting able to really celebrate this transformation along the way in unique ways and that's Mm -hmm. what this podcast is about is celebration you know where we came from where we're going how we cost justified it the decision factors And I do love that we are letting the cat out of the bag in this journey. And we do have football kickoff soon. And do we, how are your time coach? You got about 30 more minutes allowed on the clock. All right. So we'll just keep rolling. We did have some circle of support, you know, definitely helping us cost justify this. Um, And they were definitely champions. They were like giving us, yes, go for it. You cannot not do this. And all of a sudden, as we started saying yes to us, and me telling myself, okay, reverse engineering, I have this time frame to estimated surgery date. We have this many days that the insurance loopholes danced us through. And then based on that calculation, I had to have 90 days of nicotine-free that was going to be verified with blood work.
1: Right.
0: So I couldn't smudge at all. Right. I mean, I had to stop, and it happened to be on Halloween.
1: Right.
0: So my end... of 22. Yeah. So from August to October, I had to really do some of those deciding factors. And the biggest one for me was the smoking, mm-hmm. putting it out, stopping, permanent, right. done. Um, What were some of those other deciding things that we were gonna have to quit permanently? As of surgery date was scheduled for December for you and January for me. But there was some more stuff that happened to We'll get to surgery date. But anyways, in October, we'll stick to October. (laughs) We quit smoking. And I say we, because that was a whole, that's going to be a whole nother episode. Um, We had to prepare ourselves to quit soda, pop. Mm -hmm. The other thing for me was my caffeination. I would wake up, I would percolate some in the pot. I would pop a top of additional caffeine's, and then I mean I caffeinated from sun up to sundown, so that had to come into alignment. And what are some of the other things? that will probably come in later, but
1: yeah, I think the, you know more will come
0: caffeination, and then there was also the um, carbonation, um, also any type of excessive uh, drinking none of the drinking so at that point it came to quitting that and pivoting towards getting ready for surgery and prepping and i went crazy on protein every kind of protein i think i bought mm-hmm. every flavor every fixing everything some great some bad but it doesn't matter because once you have surgery they
1: eat. well <laughs> that's a whole lot. that's a pro tip right there don't buy protein prior to surgery. Please people, don't do it. If you're anything like me, you're the one that handles the budget in the house and when your when your spouse goes crazy with 70 plus dollar a bag of proteins and there's 3 and 4 bags showing up at a time.
0: Then you don't like them. And then,
1: when you have the surgery, everything changes as far as taste buds and what your capacity is for taking thing taking products in. And we found out that the protein powders that we spent a fortune on, we couldn't even use.
0: Happy donation so yes could (laughs)
1: not even use them it would not it would not process it would not uh, it just wouldn't happen and we had a pantry full of protein powders that were useless to us it was good product but they were all useless to us yeah and so just word to the wise do not go out and buy protein powders and and all these kind of things until you've Had your, if you're choosing to do that, have your surgery and uh, know how your body's going to react once it's all said and done. Because take it from me, you do not want to be carting five pound bags of protein powder (laughs) in and out of your house because your spouse went crazy buying it.
0: Yeah, so we'll definitely do some tips and tricks and insights specifically on this protein powder overload in the pantry um there's a lot of them too that i find now that offer some sample options Mm -hmm. and different things like that you don't have to do what i did um so we'll definitely pass those insights along and then in november and we had our final feastings you know our our we were doing our final holidays our final celebrations we were you know definitely living we were going through these classes as well as preparing but i was doing a lot of my finals my final cigarette on halloween it's a it's a finale this is our final thanksgiving and it is a finale so we're going extra you know and everything became a
1: a funeral and it was an extra every time that's the problem it became an extra on a daily basis and that's how
0: but it became an extra extra it was an extra extra mm-hmm. and i was really looking forward to an extra extra christmas like we were like the end of the year this is like going out you know full on and going out with a bang going out with a bag And your surgery date was a few days after Christmas was scheduled. And, but we ended up during the holiday, we ended up getting horribly sick. You ended up with pneumonia and in the hospital and I ended up sick and in bed. And so we had to actually, they would not, could not do surgery. No,
1: no, no, I called them and told them that I was Uh, sick and they said well we'll talk to the doctor and we'll get back to you and um, I don't think I waited more than an hour or two and I got a phone call back saying no you just it's too the surgery is going to be too much on the body to begin with to chance being sick and doing it it's just we're not going to do it
0: yeah five to six weeks
1: and so well it was about four
0: yeah because the yeah because you were it was before christmas your surgery was after christmas they still said no right another four weeks right so that's when it aligned with my surgery and there was a little financial hiccup there too because it was the end that we already Mm -hmm. had our deductible met we were already on schedule you were going to go in and everything reset. Mm-hmm. So then we had that financial little reset, but we were like, "Well, let's go with it." At this point, we're not; nothing's going to stop us now. Yep. And <clears throat> so we went ahead, and the surgeon scheduled us on the same day, and that mm-hmm. was really great. That even though we got better, we got mentally strong, physically strong. Mm-hmm
1: it was a it was a good thing and it made it to where we were going through the same experiences at the same time but another uh, experience that people can take away from it is make sure that you have a support system around you if you're going to do it as a couple because or individually yeah well yeah you want to make sure you have a support system around you regardless but if you're doing it as a couple now you have to look at it and go you don't have your spouse to rely on Mm. in that sense because once you have the surgery physically you're incapable of doing really anything for yourself for a period of four to six weeks oh yeah and if you don't have your spouse to lean on now you have to look at it and go okay who do i have that can help pick up the slack
0: and if you're a solo you know
1: a solo who do i have that can help pick up the slack right because there's slack that has to be picked up and it's physical it's very physical yeah it's also emotional and mental too but just the physical aspect Mm -hmm. is very uh real yeah. In the sense that you just do not have the capability of caring for yourself for a certain period of time afterwards.
0: Right. And we have some really great support systems that we'll be linking into socials to help. You know, we, we have learned some really great support systems, mm-hmm. whether it's through dietitian and through mental health and... Different resources that really have assisted us, that can help inspire others going through this journey. Um, and I love that support system because there was a lot of I I was ex- expecting I had false expectations of being more supported through the bariatric team, but they kept us alive. Mm-hmm. They gave us the tool but we had to find our own tools for our own toolbox.
1: Yeah, and it's, it's unique to everybody. So what worked for you might not work for me. Right. And what worked for me might not work for the next person that has it done. It's just, um, it's very individualized. So I think that now looking back on this over the past year where we've had um, complaints about level of support Um, they have like you said they kept us alive they kept us engaged in the what was required and I think that at some point we were hoping that they would take and do a little more for us but it kind of goes back to nobody's going to do it for you you have to do it for yourself yeah here's and that was the decision we had to make individually and collectively when we started this yes
0: and i like that we have learned it's kind of it's like driving a car you know you go to the car dealership you buy the car they give you the keys they give you a little intro and they send you on the way they don't get in the driver's seat and drive your car for you for the you know so i i see that now
1: and it's not exactly like you can test drive the surgery to see figure to figure it out. Yes. You either have it or you don't.
0: Yes. And so we made the decision, mm-hmm. and we finally got to the 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 day, and the day led up, and there's so many, you know, coming down to the days mm-hmm. and before more than the that surgery. That
1: we can Touch on in following um, episodes. But yes. It.
0: It got to our day.
1: Yeah, it got. The closer it got, the more real it got. Yes. Um, and not all necessarily sunshine and rainbows.
0: For me, there was a lot of sunshine and rainbows. Like my final steak dinner with the big loaded baked potato and the salad and the dessert and the Pepsi and the and the appetizers and and. I mean there was so many ands i think that some of those were you know going to my favorite spicy chicken sandwich with the donkey ranch sauce at the at the uh, chili poppers and that special margarito that i get the chambord in it and it's like i i had so many had to haves it was a lot of splurges I think if i went back and counted the receipts for the please don't please (laughs) but you know
1: my heart's healthy now but i don't want to have a heart attack so please don't
0: i think there was so many like finals and funerals and i had to say goodbye to each one of my i mean one of them was definitely a red robin i mean i probably had a couple funerals at red robin that was a hard breakup there is like a lot we're gonna have a whole episode on some of these Oh, give me a burger with pepper jack cheese right now! Right now! Right now!
1: That's interesting. How the desire for stuff like that changes
0: for you? Maybe not me. I I'm still dancing with that. I'm still embracing that acceptance. Give me a bite. I mean, I'll still take Um, a bite.
1: A bite, yeah.
0: So. We get to the surgery day, we're saying goodbye to some of our past, we're accepting the future and we get to like the last 72 hours. Now we're into hours to surgery and in the last 72 hours, we're now on liquids. We're now on amazing information and downloads of what we are trying to get ready for we are detoxing at this point. I am, um, I'm coming off of caffeine. I'm coming off of, you know, I'm already 90 days out, uh, for nicotine. Um, but then I started releasing the mental health drugs that I was relying on and I didn't realize it, but my medications required a certain cat, uh, calorie intake.
1: Yeah, for, require a certain calorie intake for them to break down.
0: And it wasn't happening. So I was literally crashing into the bariatric surgery. I mean, that was my experience. You were a rock star. But there was that right before you got to be a rock star, they almost said no to you. Mm-hmm. So one of the final steps within 24 hours was the full-on metabolic makeup of the blood tests. And I mean, every kind of test you could think of, mm-hmm. they did. Yep. And we got a call within hours, 24 hours before surgery saying, um, no, we can't proceed without special write-off. Yep. And that really triggered you for lack of other words. I don't know. No, I,
1: that- that's exactly the term.
0: What did getting that call feel like and be like and explain like you know what that what that was like?
1: Well it was very similar to the doctor telling you, no, I'm not gonna do that because of the smoking. It was you're not worthy of my time. And, and having this in, for all intents and purposes, life-saving procedure um, because of your current condition, your current makeup. And to get told, you know, especially that late in the game, no, you can't do this. Sorry. We, we, we would have done it for you, but never mind. We were just kidding.
0: There was a primal rejection. Mm -hmm. There was a, that really uncorked a Mm -hmm. lot of feelings within both of us. Mm -hmm. Very much so. Because then I faced, no, I'm not doing this without you. I'm not going forward. They told me, oh yes, you go, you get green light, he gets red light. And I'm like, no, our song is green lights. We, we, you drive, I ride. And when they took the keys and said, no, that was devastating.
1: Yep, it was.
0: And...
1: And so I had to go into a full-on 24-hour before surgery fast, basically, to allow the blood sugar to level out enough for them to even consider doing it.
0: Yes, because your diabetic counts were so unregulated...
1: Oh, they were, yeah, they were all over the And we're going to do a complete we'll do, episode. Yeah, we'll do an episode on that and, and dive into
0: the diabetic story. Really yeah, wow. That was all
1: entailed with that. But. Uh,
0: that was like the deciding factor. If, if all the numbers, out yeah. of all the numbers they did, they said the diabetic was the one that denied.
1: Yeah, yeah. Everything else was fine. They could go along with it. But the blood sugar was too high to safely be able to navigate the surgery and you know so that was a huge um, rejection
0: right so i think a lot of what we did when we faced that rejection was we pulled out a tool that we have in our back pocket which is our spirituality our faith our reiki our community the circle of trust we put it out there And they really shined that energy and you were able to do the fast do it not just like mentally emotionally but there was like this inner warrior that came out and like had to claim something to be like no I really am worthy I want to embrace change I am going to get to surgery And you like, we flipped it and you did the fast, you got the numbers down, we got the approval. And Mm -hmm. it was like, we went from absolute rejection to absolutely victory before we even got the surgery. Because of that whole audition and that whole dance of worthiness and cost justification. And when we finally decided yes, and we get tell no... And then we get a yes. That was that perfect, like, pop plot twist.
1: Right.
0: But we, looking back at it, but wow, what a journey. What a dance. Mm-hmm. And I remember we got to do this fun little, like, night before surgery, you know, preparation. We got to pack our bags. We took a couple pictures. We downloaded our little bariatric apps. We took us showers with the special soaps and suds and you know we went to bed with the intention that the next day is surgery and we got up we got in the car we drove and we know those numbers of where we were when we checked in and tomorrow we get to go back to the surgeon's office to celebrate our bariatric birthday reflect on those numbers celebrate with him One year from surgery date. We will come back, do another episode on the surgery date. Um, We got to go, though. Our cats are not on fire right now, but they...
1: We leave them unattended very long. They might be.
0: They might be. And we have football and get to go play in the Swifty Suite. And so we'll see you on the next episode.